Hello and welcome to Keep the Podcast Alive. My name is Paul Smith. Uh, my guest this episode is Christine Joseph. Christine, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Good, good, good. Um, been a long time since I've done one of these. I think we've done the Christmas Day episode, which obviously wasn't me speaking to anyone, but uh, before that, it might have been October, November time. So I've been busting to get back on, but um, people are too shy, too shy to come on. So thank you very much for agreeing to be uh, to be my first guest um, of 2022. Um, quite an interesting time to 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 be a Seraphonics fan. Obviously, we've got the tour starting Friday. I think it's Friday, and obviously the the album um, came out. What was it about a week ago? A week and a half ago. Um, have you, have you listened to the album yet? I've listened to the tracks of the album. I knew of some of the tracks before, like Forever, which was yeah. a B-side on You're My Star, and I really liked that. So I was like, please, it went on the album. Yeah, yeah. It, a lot of people are saying, you know, well, we all knew it was a B-side. Um, yeah. You know, so so when they released it, um, I, I think it was what everybody was expecting, because I think before the album or before the single rather people were like is this go is this the same forever that was the b-side so when it came out we were all like ah okay there it is again um uh, and i think one of them said either kelly or rich it was too good not to be not on an album um yeah you know so it was good that they brought it back uh what other what, what's your thoughts on the album i know you haven't listened to all of it but I like You're My Soul and I like Right Here, Right Now and um, what was that other one? Do You Feel the Love? Okay, yeah. Uh, what was that second single, I think, they released, wasn't it? Um, th that's one of my favourites from, from the album, Do You Feel My Love. Um, it's one of those ones that if it comes on in the car, it's got me, you know, banging on the steering wheel and, you know, bobbing my head along, making me look like a nutter, really. Um, but um, Running Around My Brain is is my absolute favourite on that album. I, I, it's, I don't know, it's, it's quite different. Um, it's quite different to what the, you know, the, the rest of the album, but I don't know what it is about it. It, it just, I love it. Yeah. I like all of it, really. Well, what, what I've heard so far, because I'm yeah. too scared to take it out and pack it. Because when <laughs> the cocktails was out, I kept listening to it, and now I've actually scratched the CD from listening oh, to it so much. Nightmare. Nightmare. You have to buy two copies of every album now, just to, one to play and one to keep. <laughs> it was a signed copy, so I didn't want to get rid of it. So. Oh, no, no, you can't, uh, you can't ruin that. Um, what was I going to say? I have a little bit of a problem with my vinyl. Um, it's, it's a fantastic album. I'll give you my thoughts on the album, first of all. It is a fantastic album, probably one of the best in in years, in my opinion. Um, there's, you know, it's one of those ones where I don't repeat, um, I don't skip any of the songs. Like, yeah. I, I, that, I, that doesn't happen to me very often. Um, you know, the first play I did skip the four singles simply because I, you know, I I'd heard them, and I just wanted to hear the rest of the album. But now, it's a, it's an album I can put on and just listen all the way through, even the songs that I didn't like at first. 
Um, I know, I know um, some of my friends within the stereophonics community take the piss because when I heard right, um, right place, right time, the first time I didn't like it. Um, and I, I put that public on Facebook and um, it didn't have the best reception, that comment, but it's a grower and it's a song that I can listen to. Um, at first, I just thought Kelly's a bit better than that. But um, after listening to all the album, I'll forgive him for that. <laughs> um, but I got my vinyl from uh, Sandbags and it's very jumpy. So I, I emailed them and I was like, you know, it's it's wrecked. Um, but it's apparently it's a problem with my uh, record player uh, and they convinced me to super glue a 10 pence piece to like the, the needle to hold it down. You, you might have been better messaging Natalie off the um, Facebook page because she might have been able to liaise with Sandbag to sort you out oh, on the okay. Because, you know, when Keep the Village Alive came out, yeah. I was sent a, I was sent an unsigned copy, but I ordered it before the signed copies went. And then I messaged Natalie and she organised for me to get a signed copy and I just had to send the other one back. Oh, fair play. I might try that then because sandbags yeah. are not very helpful at all. It was Yeah, if you go through Natalie's no. piece, you probably liaise with them, even though she'll send you a link to the shop. It's worth raising it with her. Yeah. Yeah, I might try that because they, they just said it's, it's it's your problem, mate. The first thing they did was said, turn it down. You might be playing it too loud. Oh. And I was like, well, what's the point in playing stereophonics on quiet, you know? Mm. Um, and then they said, oh, it might be worth super gluing a 10 pence piece to the pin, which which didn't help. Um, mm. You know, it, it's still jumpy. And I thought it's in exactly the same place on each song. So it, I thought it, it can't be a problem with the way my, my record player works. Um, but I'm just waiting for them to try and do something about that. But anyway, um, yeah, fantastic album. I'm glad it went to number one. It deserves to go to number one. Yeah. And I feel like it, it deserves a number one single as well, to be honest. Um, you know, the fact that... Is it? Uh, it's only Dakota that's ever been number one, I believe. Yes, yeah, that's 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 like a that's that's a travesty. That's an absolutely injustice because all the bangers that they release and to only have one number one single is just like ridiculous. But it's just what's going in the charts. It's all the Teen Bop, X Factor rejects, and all that that seems to topple the charts. Yeah. Well, let's not be polite. It's all bollocks in the charts. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, you know, all this, I don't know, I'm going to upset some Ed Sheeran fans, but Ed Sheeran is fucking boring as shit. Adele boring as shit. I actually like, I actually like Adele and Ed Sheeran. Oh, I'm sorry, but it's, <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> we all have our opinions, but I know what you mean. It's all this, all this cheese in the charts and, you know... Um, you know, it, proper bands don't really get to the top anymore. Um, yeah. You know, good proper music, or what I interpret to be proper music. You know, um, rather than just singers who, who are not talented enough to play an instrument. I know Ed Sheeran plays a guitar, but you know, I, I I'm not a fan of all that crap. Mm. But hey, um, are you are you planning on going to any other tour? 
I'm going to do quite a few. <laughs> Good luck. I'm going to do Brighton, which is my 42nd birthday. It falls on my 42nd birthday. Oh, that'd be a good one. Good celebration for you. Yeah. And then Birmingham, obviously. And then the two Cardiff dates. And then maybe Oxfordshire in the summer. Wow. Fair play. Fair play. Hopefully bump into you down in Cardiff then. Yeah. That's that's the only one that I've got tickets to at the moment is the Saturday in Cardiff. Um I'm gonna try and get tickets to the Friday um as the well because Pardon? tickets are still available for the Friday. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I am gonna get some for the Friday. Um I haven't told the wife yet that I'm going twice, um once with her without once without her. <laughs> um but I, I wanna go standing because on a Saturday, we've got seated tickets only because we're, we're taking one of our neighbours um, and bless her, she's, I don't know, I don't want to guess her age, I, 65 plus, um, mm -hmm. because she wants to see Tom Jones. And I thought, I can't get standing tickets when, she, when we're taking her. So we had to get seating tickets, but I want to, I want to stand, you know, I want to, I want to go towards the front with all the hardcore people, um, not stuck up in the stands, you know? Yeah. So I think I'm going to try and go to both. Um, I've not got any to the tour because I thought I'm going. To, uh, well, we were going to the Cardiff game, which was meant to be in December. I thought I don't need tickets to the to the tour. I'm going to see them first. But um, COVID had other plans. <laughs> um, but no, you know, it's well, how many times what was that four or five times you just reeled off there? <laughs> they, they, I just kind of go with the flow, really. So they're going to be sick of the sight of you. <laughs> they probably are sick of the sight of us because I go with the <laughs> So nice, nice. Um, have you got any? Um, do you do any sort of like? Have you got any collections? What? Um, I used to collect the albums and bits and pieces, but I've over the years I've just condensed it now, and I'd rather have the memories from the gigs. That's fair like enough. Go and see them live, go and chat to them afterwards and before the gig. I'd rather have that side of things rather than the memorabilia. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's that's quite true, actually. Um, so how did you, you said you're from Birmingham. Um, yeah. How did you, um, and you said your 42nd birthday is coming up. So a um, couple of years older than myself. How did, how did you discover the band? Well, like, it was basically, I was heavily into the Verve when they were did the Brit Awards back in 98. Okay. And then they came on and Kelly gave his speech, as probably <laughs> his early speech, and that made me kind of, like, go and check them out. Yeah. But that was when I started becoming a fan, but it was until the second album that I really became a hardcore fan. And I was meant to see them at the NEC, at the Performance and Cocktails tour. I had a university exam, so I thought the university exam was more important than the gig. No. So I had four tickets to see them at the NEC and regretted it afterwards because the whole time the gig was on, I was just listening to the word gets around and performing. Uh, <laughs> so I might as well have been at the gig. Yeah, so you didn't do any revising anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah, that speech is obviously infamous at the Brits, isn't it? Um, yeah. Kelly and his very Welsh accent. I'd like to thank my mum and my dad. Brilliant. <laughs> um, 
and then he, you know, I need recognition that we deserve, or something like that. He said. So. Yeah, about time for some fucking recognition, which he, he got a lot of stick for afterwards. But um, yeah, uh, you know, we're just talking about number one singles. I think I bet he feels like that now. To be honest, um, I know now they're a different level of of sort of publicity to what they were then. But like I said, to not have another number one single is is <laughs> is crazy. It's crazy. Um, so um, you said you've been a fan pretty much, um, well, almost from the start. Um, and by the sounds of what you said there, you, you, you go to a lot of gigs and, and you meet them afterwards. What's your favourite gig you've been to? I would say when I saw them in Hamburg, that was quite personal to me. So it was a very, very nice gig. Okay, okay. And, and you said you're one of those ones that kinds of waits outside afterwards? <laughs> and before as well. Because and before. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So you've got loads of pictures with the boys then, have you? Quite a few, but now I just like to chat, really. So Yeah, yeah, you've got enough pictures. <laughs> like you said, remember the times for there and then rather than afterwards. Oh, amazing, amazing. Um, how many times have you met them all together? I've lost track. I've lost track of how many people <laughs> I've been to. i lost track of how many times I've met them. Oh, brilliant, oh, wow. brilliant. Um, so talk me through some of like your, um, I don't know, like you said, if you've seen any um, any of the episodes. So we, we'll talk about your absolute favourite at the end. So don't mention that one. But talk me about some of your favourite songs. Um, I think I like a lot of them. I'm not too keen on all one in all in one night. I find that okay. training, but I I quite like I like the slow stuff. I like the fast stuff. They're all different, so it's difficult yeah. to pick which one you like the most. I mean, on the last latest album, I'd say it's right here, right now, because I can really relate to it. And yeah. I really enjoyed Kind as well because it had tracks that m made me listen and made me appreciate because I had a similar operation to Kelly in the okay. sense that I had a banana lump in my throat and then I had to have it removed. So when he was talking about his story in the documentary, I could easily relate to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it, it's some sort of nerves with yourself yeah. and... You know some personal stuff amazing um yeah i i like kind that was a very different album wasn't it mm -hmm. um like you said it it, it was it, it was um a lot more mellow than most of the other stuff they've ever done and i guess you know after after the documentary we kind of understood um that album um you know and and all the, all the stuff that kelly went through um so yeah, amazing album for obviously different reasons and different style of music to to what they normally do, but still a great album. I like kind. Um, uh, so you don't have any sort of go to favorites. I just stick on YouTube and I'll put stereophonics, and every so often I'll just listen to the same tracks over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So you just hit play and just let it carry on. 
listen to one particular type of track and then basses I'll go to another track. But sometimes like when I listen to performance cocktails now, it kind of makes me sad because I think of Stuart and I think of the the albums afterwards. And if, say, for example, Graffiti on the Train was an album that was released when I was a fan, I may not have been a fan, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the albums that, that included Stuart are a bit, yeah. I guess, I think people feel different. Um, people feel in their different ways about those albums. Me, I love them simply because they're Stuart's albums, um, mm. you know, and Stuart's involved and, and stuff. I, like you said, you know, yourself um, might, might see it as, you know, quite sad times because obviously... Um, Stuart's no longer around, um, mm. you know, but, you know, the, the first three are definitely still my favourite albums. Um, yeah, Uchiha is coming close to those three, to be mm. honest. I, I would say if it isn't in my top three, it's definitely fourth. Mm. But, um, you know, you, you need to get on and have a listen, Christine. I, I, need, to know, uh, I need to know what you think. I've listened to most of it on Spotify, but the trouble with Spotify is because I refuse to pay for the premium. <laughs> you got to deal with the ads. <laughs> so I get not only do I get the ads, but I get random tracks coming when I'm listening to Stereophonics. Ah, okay. Is that what happens? It just right. You've had enough of what you want. We need to give you some of our crap in between. Yeah, like George Ezra will pop up or something like that. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, um, like I can't say it enough, fantastic album. And I've not heard one person say that they don't like it, uh, which, is, which is unusual because I remember when Kind came out and I might have been one of those people right at the start who thought, mm, um, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a great fan of this album. I am now, I love it. But, you know, a lot of people said the similar thing when Kind came out, but no one has been like that with each other. Um, and it's like, uh, again, probably you know, one of the best albums they've done in a long, long time. Um, because they're going back to the roots and picking out songs that they thought were because they were originally going to do another compilation album, yeah, yeah, they found bits that they could put, put into a 15 piece album instead, yeah. And I think essentially, you know. A lot of it, you know, uh, I'm sure, I think Kelly said once, a lot of it is old stuff that he's had on hard drives lying around. So essentially it might be a compilation of, of just, just of stuff that we haven't heard. Um, you know, like I know we'd all heard forever um, previously, but I'm sure some of these songs have been lying around um, for a while as well and just never seen the light of day. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it... it uh, some of the songs do take you back, you know, um, to mm -hmm. early days stereophonics. Um, um, songs like, you know, Running Around My Brain, you can you can see the influence of Kelly's favourite bands when he was, you know, yeah. um, like he, he talks, he talked about on, on um, Don't Let the Devil album, you know, when he'd be, 
in the bath on a Sunday night, um, and, and his, bro his, his brothers would be playing their music, and you know those are his influences, and you can tell in that song. Mm. Um, and I love it when he talks about the bath on a Sunday night because that was exactly the same in my house. Um, <clears throat> but because I'm the oldest, I was always first in the bath, which um, you know <laughs> was was. Um, I feel privileged after listening to, to Kelly say, you know, when he has to have the bathwater after two other people, um, I was always first, but my brothers would go after me, definitely. Um, when we were younger, they would, it would be a tin bath in front of the fire, but when we when we were a little bit older, obviously, you know, a proper bath. But uh, <laughs> when he talks about that, I'm like, it just instantly makes me think I used, that was exactly the same in my house. Exactly the same. Yeah, he lived in a really small place as well because I've actually been to Kamaman and in yeah. one of the videos it shows where he lived. So I saw and you just you can imagine it being crammed. Yeah. Well definitely uh, what was it? It was him and two brothers, I think he's got, hasn't he? Two yeah. older brothers. Yeah. Obviously his mum and his dad. But if you um Glenhamon Road is just terraced houses and they from yeah. the outside, they're so thin, mm -hmm. you know, you can tell, um, you know, it, it would have been cramped, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if he's ever talked about it, but it wouldn't surprise me if they all shared, the three brothers shared one room or two That's rooms between the three. Because it, because it is quite a small place. Yeah. Because um, when I was young, my, my youngest brother didn't come, come along until I was 14. So I, when I when I was young, it was me and my two other brothers. And we lived in a semi. And, and even then, for the five of us, it was still quite cramped. You know, we two of us had to share one bedroom. Um, so so God knows how they would have been in a smaller house. Um, <clears throat> but I went to I went up to Kamaman on St. David's Day, 1st of March. Um, Oh. I just thought, you know, it's because uh, I went to see the mural on the side of the community centre because um, I just thought St. David's Day would be a nice thing to do. Um, and Right Place, Right Time had been released like the day before or a couple of days before. So I thought I was up that, well, up that way anyway. My daughter's from Aberdeer. Um, just pop up and see it. So it, it was nice. It, it, I'd forgotten I hadn't forgotten, but it reminded me of when Kelly talks about the, the dead end street and the one way in, one way out. Uh, well, you've been there yourself. You know exactly that's yeah. what it is. It's that long and winding road up to Kamaman, and then it's a long and winding road back down. But they have developed the area a lot because I remember when the first time I went was back in 2007, and I remember there was this steep hill that you'd climb up, and there'd be nothing there but like fields and stuff and i went up there yeah and then recently when i've been it's not there now so they've been, no. done a lot of building work and made it more modern and yeah there's yeah there's a lot more houses and stuff there as well they've built a lot more houses than what they used to be um but yeah they, they, it has been developed quite a lot since maybe the early days of of stereophonics um but it is unfortunately still that one road in and one out. <laughs> um, you know, the you know the one bus goes up every hour, one bus comes down, the same bus comes down. You know, every hour. Um, or you so, can yeah. get out of the day and then walk it up from Aberdeer, and that's quite a nice walk. Uh, yeah, but from Commandment to Aberdeer, it's got to be 
four miles. Yeah, and and for anybody listening that hasn't been, four, it might be four miles, but it's up. It's most of it's uphill, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, it is a track. It would take you, I don't know, an hour maybe. Even though it's it's quite a short distance, it is it is a track, but a nice track. Like you said, it's you know, mm-hmm. it is a nice walk. It is a nice walk. They're really nice, genuine people. They're really nice, down to earth people. The times that I've met them, and I think because I've been to that many, they probably recognise me from the gigs and stuff. So. You know, looking at the pictures and speaking to people like yourself who, who who have been to many gigs and who tend to wait outside a lot of the gigs, I, I think they, I get the impression that they do recognise, you know, certain yeah. fans, you know, like yourself who are there quite regularly. Um, you know, that, that it might be, it must be quite cool, um, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to meet them. And then, you know, it's, I suppose... Are you nervous every time or because you've done it so I many times? I'm used to it now. So yeah, I, you know, yeah. I think the first time I met them was at the Jeep signing. This is about mm-hmm. 20 years ago. I remember I got all three albums and I wanted them to sign all three albums, but the security guard cottoned on that I had all three uh, to sign. They were quite happy to sign and they signed them all, but the security yeah. guard was like trying to like rush me off. Really, I got the because they were only supposed to sign Jeep album. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah they're quite funny about that sort of stuff, aren't they? Like, it's not the band; the band are funny. No, no, so the security, like they, they, you know, you're here for one reason, anything else, and you're like, they, they're quite funny about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when the first time I went to Kamama, it was. I don't know if you remember, but they had a documentary. I think I've seen out. it on YouTube. They had a documentary that came out and they had like a screening at Commandment Institute. And me and my friend went to Commandment Institute to watch it. Okay. It was so cheap. We were uh, getting drunk and then we couldn't find our way out of the Institute when it was time uh, to go out. So we ended up in this random room and I ended up playing the piano. <laughs> with performance and cocktails um you know like the um a millionth album seller you know framed on the wall i was thinking where are the <laughs> <laughs> someone from Aberdeen would have nicked that i did, we didn't nick anything we just found this piano and i started playing on the piano do you know what it wouldn't surprise me if you played the same uh, piano that kelly's played then <laughs> well, it doesn't exist anymore because I've knocked it down. Come on, Institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would have played that, I bet, at at some point. Especially if they've got the gold, gold, you know, the golden rec or the platinum records in there. That's yeah. probably Kelly's little private room. <laughs> I don't think I should be telling anybody where I went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one will care anymore. Like you said, it doesn't exist yeah have you been to um have you been to the um the fruit stall in Aberdeen market where he used to work yeah but it's it doesn't exist there anymore now i've heard it's called sure. I, I haven't been there for a good few years but it was the last time i went there because i took my daughter when she first started um 
when she first started, like in the band, I don't know, maybe a few years ago now. Um, and I took her and um, they had all the pictures of, um, you know, they, a lot of pictures of Kelly up in there. I, I think they must get a lot of attention and, and people asking there. But um, has it gone, is it? It went a few years back, yeah. Shepherd's, okay. Shepherd's Arms is still there because I've been in there. And there's yeah. like photos of Kelly when he was younger in there as well. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to find out about that food stall. I, I, I just assumed it was still there, to be honest, because mm -hmm. it was the last time I went. But like I said, that was a good few years ago. Uh, maybe someone can confirm that to us. Simon probably. Simon Collier will know. He knows everything. <laughs> and the hairdressers has gone in Aberdare as well. Yeah. Do you know what? It, Aberdare town is so different to what it used to be. Um, you know, I think... Um, I'm trying to think of some of the pubs that we would have gone in that, that um, I don't think are there anymore. Um uh, the Black Lion on the corner is still there. I'm sure the Market Tavern is still there, which is the the the, um, the pub next door to the indoor market. Um, There's a hotel B and B right there because I remember staying in that one. The Marquis, I think it might be called. Yeah, I'm sure it's the Marquis. So it might it might be another one there, but that one is definitely there, opposite um, like the car park as you go into Aberdeen Town. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so different now, like almost unrecognisable Aberdeen town now. But, mm -hmm. you know, the indoor market is still there, but that's completely different again. Um, you know, you don't get, you know, the, the shops that I always remembered going there shopping with my, my mother were, you know, the fruit stall, you know, the butchers, the toy, toy stall. I think they're all gone now. It's all modern doors and windows, mobile phone shops and... Um, all those type of stuff there, Aww. but still, a, still, a, you know, one of those childhood kind of memory things. Going to Aberdeen, um, shopping with my mother. I, you know, we, my parents didn't drive, so you know, we, we'd always have to get that bus that Aww. would go. It would go through. Um, so I, I lived in a, a little village called Perth Callan, um, which is in Mountain Ash, and it's about, I don't know, two miles down from Kamaman. So okay. this bus, this bus that Kelly talks about going into Kamaman, you know, every hour or whatever, would come through our village as well. So, you know, it, it'd go between Aberdeen and Pontypreeth, back and forth all day. And our, our village was just one road through, um, not a dead end, not a dead end like Kamaman, but it was one road through, and... This bus that you had to get on to go to Aberdeen would stop in all these villages. So it to, to go the sort of I don't know six miles from from our house to Aberdeen would take more, more than an hour probably on a bus. <laughs> you would see see half of Wales just going to Aberdeen. Well, there used to be a bus from Cardiff to um, Camarman. They stopped that service now, but I remember that yeah. about three hours, and it would stop at Pronti as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still do. There is still buses that go from Aberdeen to um, to Cardiff, but it doesn't. It just goes straight down the middle of the valley. It doesn't go into any of these villages. So, you know, to to get to Kamaman if you don't drive, is is would, would it'd be a pain in the neck because, like you said, it would be a train to Aberdeen or Cumbach, and then you'd walk. 
um, both probably the same distance to commandment as each other. Um, a bus, you, you would get off um, at the top of Abiraman, but again, you've got to walk up those hills. Probably the closest you'll get um, by public transport is the bus, um, get off in Abiraman or, or, or come back or somewhere and walk up. Um, but getting there without a car is a pain in the neck. But yeah, it's a nice that, area though, I like it. It's it's beautiful, you know. It's you do it's get fun. characters there though. You do get some characters, so you've got to be careful about your money and things like that. Absolutely, you know. And it, these are the type of characters that would have inspired the songs like Traffic, mm -hmm. you know, because you get all you get all sorts there, um, you know. And and I've said it on previous episodes. If you you know, when when I left school at 16, um, and I, you know, if you don't have a job, the, the only thing to do is, is to go and sit in the pub. And, you know, you sit at the window of the pub and you will see all these characters outside, you know, yeah. coming in and out of Aberdeen Market, coming in and out of the bookies or, or you know, the, the pubs. And you see all sorts, absolutely all sorts. And you can see where the inspiration for some of the songs like Traffic and stuff mm -hmm. um, come from. Um, because, you know, it's, we're all quite, we're all quite passionate about where we come from. But to someone who ain't from there, it could, you know, it can be quite a intimidating area, I guess. Or it, it could back then, maybe not so much now. Um, but the Cannon Valley had a had a kind of a reputation for being quite rough. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen it develop over the years because every time I go to a Cardiff gig, I always make a point to go to Kamamo. Yeah. And I've seen the changes because the first time I went was 2007. And then I've been quite recently about just before the pandemic for those two Cardiff shows. And I've seen it change so much in those that short space of time. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. You know, like everywhere around that is 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 so much um, been developed so much now. Even Aberdeen Town, like I said, all down the valleys, it's completely different to what it was in the nineties. You know, when mm. um, you know in the early days the boys would have talked about it. You know, it, it's different now, but you know, you, you, the same people live there, um, you know, in all these villages. Even now, um, what are we, 30 years afterwards, 30-odd years after the boys started, those same people will all still live in the same houses and the same villages. Um, so it's exactly how we, how we used to be, just a bit nicer, I guess. Um, but, you know, it's, like I said, we're all quite passionate about where we, where we come from. Yeah, you, so you, yeah, you talked about obviously coming down to the Cardiff gig and going to Kamam, and I'm hoping um, to meet a load of people um, that aren't from Wales after gigs, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can go up to Kamam and together some of us. Like I know um, Martin Burns. I don't know if you know Martin. He's very active in all of the the, the stereophonics groups, um, and he's coming down from um, I think he's from Airdrie in Scotland um he's coming down for the weekend so i'm buzzing to um first of all go for a pint for martin but also take him to come and um and show him some of the places that we talk about and 
some of the places that that Kelly talks about. Um, you know, so I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of a lot of the community um, at these gigs because usually when when we go to gigs, um, you know, I go with my wife and we just kind of it's just me and her. We don't really communicate or we don't interact with many other people. Um, I don't know if that makes us boring or unapproachable, right. but, <laughs> but, you know, since I've started doing this podcast, I, I've get, I've got to know and, and meet a lot of the Stereophonics um, family, as we call ourselves. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting all of them, including yourself. Oh. Can't wait. Thank you. I think we're going up on the Sunday after the gig to come on. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe that day, yeah, that Sunday, we'll all be up there all together. We'll get a coach and go up. <laughs> uh, but no, it'd be cool. And then, you know, maybe go and uh, get a pint in one of the locals in Kamaman, whichever one is still about. I think it's mainly the top club that's about. Yeah, yeah. Is that, I think... I keep getting them mixed. I don't know if is that the one on the corner just before you get into Kamaman? There's a word. I know they or, or that might be the Shepherd's um the, the Shepherd's Arms is right at the top. And then if you go further down into Kamaman, you've got the working man's club. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I keep getting it confused with the Shepherds, which I know is quite a big place, isn't it? Mm. I know. I know. But yeah, you know, it, I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting a lot of the people for the first time. Speak to someone else about stereophonics rather than my wife. <laughs> is, she not, is she a big fan or is she just coming along because you, you like them? I wouldn't say she's a big fan. She likes their music or, or some of their music. I wouldn't call her a big fan. I'd probably do her head in about it, to be honest. Um, because in the house, and I, I'm in charge of the music, it's always phonics um she would probably put adele on before the phonics so oh. um you know <laughs> which is probably where i i i come to um not dislike adele but just mm. i don't want to listen to her music because it's always on in my house if the wife gets to alexa first um but she she likes to come to the gigs um she'll sing the songs that she knows um you know, they we played a lot of stereophonics at our wedding. Um, oh. you know, and, and, and some of those were her choices. Um she likes um she likes I wanna get lost with you. That's kind of our song. Um uh, she loves Mr and Mrs. Smith because when we got married we became Mr and Mrs. Smith. Oh. Um this little podcast room or it's my bar as well. It's called Mr. and Mrs. Smith at 41. Um, so so she's, she allows a lot of the stereophonics influence to come into our, our relationship and our house. Um, so she's all right about it. Um, I wouldn't call her a super fan like some of us, but um, she can tolerate it. <laughs> it's like my sister was a fan of the first two albums. I used okay. to go into the gigs together. And then she kind of like didn't like the other other tracks, and I said, "Well, I'll just go on my own, and you listen to whatever you want to listen to." So, 
yeah yeah and I started going around different places to see them because before i used to just concentrate on birmingham and cardiff yeah so do, do you go alone do you to these gigs well i've got a friend who i met at cardiff signing for the fourth album yeah and we've kept in touch all these years so 17 years we've known each other wow and we tend to go to the same gigs together but sometimes they're the ones i might go on my own if i feel like there's one yeah. i want to see yeah uh, to be honest that's something that i'm gonna start doing because like i said usually i go with my wife i have gone i have been with my dad a couple of times um but usually it's my wife and you know whenever they announce gigs and i say i say to my missus oh should we go and oh, no 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 so i think now that i've started doing this podcast and kind of opened my mm. um opened up all these met a lot of people i guess opened up all these relationships i'm i'm gonna start going other places on my own as well because i know when i get there i'm not going to be on my own because i'll bump into people yeah, like yourself people you can talk to yeah you know i'll bump into people like yourself and then it's just we're all there together kind of thing yeah so that's that's my plans for um i haven't got anything for this tour i might get something um if any tickets come about but definitely from the next tour um i'm gonna go on my own somewhere somewhere outside of cardiff i want to go now um but i'm gonna get a standing ticket and go on my own to um the one in june as well for the friday yeah that'd be nice because like i say they've still got tickets and see tickets yeah looked yeah friend and there's still tickets yeah i saw um there was an account on twitter that uh, um that was tweeting about tickets for the friday and saturday um the other day and i looked on there and they for some reason i think they they're cheaper as well if i remember looking when they first came out i think they were about were they some like a hundred pound or something or 90 quid standing 86.65 is standing okay yeah i think it was about 80 quid this this account and i'm i'm a little bit wary about buying from random yeah, random official ones yeah so I, I i held off just in case but um at some point i'll get one um and then hopefully if um like i said martin is coming down from scotland if he comes down before the friday maybe he'll go as well oh, okay so that would be cool i know you find it hard to pick favorites and stuff but i want to talk about one song that we're going to play out at the end of the podcast what what have you tell me why you've chosen it first and then tell us what it is people give me funny looks because it's just like when i first got into stereophonics the, the track that really kind of stuck in my head was she takes her clothes off and okay yeah it's it's really weird but in 2007 when i saw them in dublin i asked richard why he never plays that song and he said to me we've got so many tracks we can't always please everybody then yeah. you know when they did the anniversary gig for work word gets around in performance and cocktails mm -hmm. in hammersmith we went to that gig and they looked at me and i and they had this cheeky smile and i thought oh my goodness and it was when they played that song <laughs> we remembered from 2007 that i'd requested that song 
and both nights they played it because they played the funk, punk version and the okay. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wicked! That so you definitely they definitely remember you then. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't expecting them to look at me when they were singing it. But yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really cool. Um, great song. I love that song. Um, again, you know, from early days, um, one of those great um, Kelly storytelling um, songs. Um, I love it. So I'm going to enjoy listening to that one um, at the end. You know, enjoy enjoy the, all the gigs that you go into over the next few weeks. That's going to be absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I look forward to seeing your pictures and stuff um, online. If you take any, I know you love to live in the moment and don't take many pictures. But um, I used to take a lot of pictures in the early days, but now I don't take so many pictures. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm sure. When's the tour? Is it Friday or Saturday? It starts Friday, isn't it? Friday starts in Manchester. Yeah, so I'm sure from Friday onwards we're all over. We're going to be um, <laughs> overcome with pictures, videos, and I can't bloody wait. Aww. Um Anyway, um, Christine, enjoy the gigs. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Um, I hope to see you in June. Um, and yeah, enjoy. Thank you, Angie. Bye. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, guys, that was Christine Joseph. Um, her song, She Takes Her Clothes Off. Thank you very much. Cheers, Christine. Thank you. Bye. And I love the, I love the story behind it. Thank you. It's okay. She's got another fantasy. She lives in flight number 23. First prize for Carnival Queen And now she takes her clothes off Collects the covers off her magazines She longs to be another teenage dream The problem is she's turning 43 She still takes her clothes Take a clock. 